I'm going to be talking today. They told me mostly to focus on the uh, building muscle as a vegan. Uh, I, I'll, I'm going to touch up a little bit about that. I have a presentation, so I'm just give me a few minutes to see if I can share my screen. Latina. Latinoyvegano.com. So, perfect. Okay. Now you guys can see my screen. Now we get ready to roll. All right. So, like I say, I've been living in Houston, for, Houston, Texas, in the U.S. for the past 16 years. Uh, and I was going to tell you a little bit about how I transitioned, how my whole story went on, went about. Uh, I have an MBA from the University of uh, Panama. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a podcast host. I'm a certified plant-based nutrition. I'm a pro bodybuilder. And I'm being a lifestyle coach. So that's overall of, of some of the things that I've uh, been embarked in the last couple of years. However, the main purpose of this conversation is to talk about I'm going to share a little bit of my story, how we're vegan and all that stuff, and how that's all correlates to what we're talking about, about the environment, as a matter of fact. At the same time, I want to talk about a little bit of my story, um, how, how I transitioned, some of the struggles that I went through, and how that actually transitioned into what it is like the whole bodybuilding thing, the whole fitness industry, and then what I'm doing right now. And at the end, like we said, we're going to open it for um, Q&A, just in case you guys have any questions related to the topic. So a little bit of overview. So, does anyone know who this guy is? I'm going to put it up there. See, does anyone know who this guy is? Well, not, the, not me. This is me. Oh, I'm talking about the other guy. Okay, so does nobody know? This guy is called T. Colin Campbell. So, this guy wrote a book called The China Study. If y'all haven't read The China Study, I highly recommend reading that book. That book is one of the most important books when it comes to talking about the science, about why a plant-based diet is the ideal diet. For, um, for us to try. So that's the guy that wrote the book, yeah. So he had way, way more, more experience in the topic. So anyway, so the question that I get a lot is like, how do you went vegan? Like, how does that even happen? I went vegan in 2002, that was a long time ago. And the way it happened is basically, I, had a, I have a friend that he introduced me to being plant-based. So he introduced me to the vegan lifestyle. And... Um, we used to get together in places and I, we used to order pizza and burger and all this kind of food. And he never ate any of those food. He wasn't never part, he never partake any of the activities that we were doing. And I was curious, like, well, why this guy, you know, we all are hanging out and he, why is not eating this or what's, what's going on? Like, what's, what's the problem here? So he never was like, he never said anything about it. So I always used to say that he was kind of like one of those guys that he was like shy. He didn't want to express himself as far as lifestyle because, you know, maybe a lot of had to do with, with society. So at that point I was like, wow, but why this guy never eats this food or what's going on? So long story story guys. So I, um, I approached him on, on a separate environment, just me and him just having a conversation. And he told me that he, he doesn't eat meat. And, and back then, the word vegan was not in a word. So, like, he used to call it, like, strict vegetarian was the word that we used to use back then. So, I was like, you don't eat meat? Like, how come? And then he was like, I'm not really going to tell you much about it. Like, if you really want to know, you, you got to do your own research. So, that was his words. I was like, wow, okay. So, I'm very curious. I'm like, I always want to learn and, and find out more, like, why the reasons about things and and why is it that he is so adamant about this lifestyle? And he gave me a book called The Munculus Diet. Um, and I read the book, but that didn't really resonate anything with me. Because at that age, I wasn't really thinking about health. It was about around y'all's age. I wasn't thinking about health or being fed and anything like that. I mean, I've always been an athlete. Um, my dad helped. My mom always had me do all kinds of sport. I played basketball when I was in high school. I played soccer when I was little. I played um, volleyball, softball. I played also even martial arts. So i always been active when it comes to, to sport. So I never saw a need of having a quote-unquote better diet or being healthier. So to me, what resonated was um, when I started doing my research about the whole vegan thing, I find out how the animals were treated. And the whole aspect of veganism was what caught my, my, my attention. I was like, oh, wow. So, and that's how basically my whole journey started. So I always tell that my only regret was about this journey is that I wish I would have started sooner. And that's, that's my only regret. People always ask me, why? why are you, do you regret anything? Do you miss anything? So 
this is an idea of when I started. You know, when I first started vegan, I had no idea what to eat. So I can relate to all these memes, right? I was just, I was just this one guy eating um, tomatoes and, and having rice all day and see the evolution of how veganism changed from um, from 2009 to 2010. It's amazing seeing how many products or how easy it was. I'll show you with you guys a little story. So that same year, 2002, my friend and I, we went to uh, Buenos Aires, Argentina, uh, just, you know, just to just to travel. And in Argentina, you can realize how difficult it was to find food back then. So we went to a restaurant and um, we were trying to, to get some vegan food. Uh, and we were staying at like a five-star hotel. And, and we were like, hey, can you make this? And you can make this. We were kind of telling the, the, the lady, the waiter, um, the waitress, uh, what we wanted. And it was hard for her to, to kind of create a dish without me. So at the end, I'm not going to lie, we ended up eating a sandwich. It was like bread, tomato, and lettuce. Like, literally, that was what we ate. So that's how difficult it was back then to kind of find vegan food and kind of be able to, just to be able to utilize or tell the term that we'll find food. So I completely relate to this meme when it comes to that. Like, when you first started it, you don't know what to eat. So um, the reason, uh, like I stated, why I went vegan is because I found a strong why. For me, I always tell people, no matter what you do in life, you always have to have a strong why. Why do you want to go to school? Why do you want to graduate at this? Why do you want to take this profession? Why, so what path do you want to take? If your wife is strong, no matter what happens in your life, you always want to be focused and going to follow through. So my why was strong, right? I don't want to see any brutal or even, I don't want to be part of any brutality, any, any part of, in, any part of uh, injustice. So when I found my why that was strong, I stayed through to it regardless of all the roadblocks so all the obstacles that I found on my way but I continue with my journey that's why I'm you know 20 years strong in this lifestyle and I just continue moving forward with it because my why is always strong so it's a one one message I can give you guys tonight is you always have to have a strong why regardless of what you do after seeing how brutal and humane animals are treated I decided to go vegan cold turkey no pun intended I don't ever want to be part of that and then that's exactly how it happened so when I when I started watching, doing my research back in 2002 about how animals were treated, I decided to say, you know what, I don't want to be part of this. And I went vegan that same day. And then the struggles began because I didn't know what to eat, whatnot. There wasn't as much information on veganism. I didn't have a lifestyle coach like me to guide me into the process. I didn't have uh, that many friends or social media to guide me into the process and to understand, you know, how veganism is. Things changed when I moved to the U.S. in 2004 a little bit because now... Okay, now me as a vegan, I'm not an alien. I'm not the only one now. You know, there's more of me. There's more uh, people that sympathize with my lifestyle. And it's a little bit more profound. So this changed a little bit because I was able to find and, and, and gather around people that have similar views. And that's one thing that uh, having a club uh, benefits you because you can always have people that see eye to eye regardless of the different backgrounds but at least see each other out of eye when it comes to one particular thing one particular why right so that was one of the main things that uh, benefited me once i made that move so how do i turn body though how does a fitness come into place well during my whole time i was being a vegan um from let's say 2002 all the way to 2014 actually almost 10 years, um, that 10 years. So I, I, I wasn't really doing anything on the physical aspect. I was just trying to figure it out, you know, what to eat, how to eat, find different type of products. So my journey began at that point. I went from just um, basically plant-based uh, at the beginning to now starting to completely change my vegan um, lifestyle, meaning, you know, the clothes I wear, shoes I have, um, the products I wear. So all these things started changing right for me. So it was all these different realizations that started happening. Um, I, st I started understanding how everything when the vegan's perspective means and I'm not testing an animal. Um, I don't want to be part of, you know, any type of, of zoo or any type of the activity just because all those things affect uh, the cost. At the same time, uh, we all know that the number one cost of greenhouses is animal agriculture. So all those things started happening. I watched a lot of documentary during that time. 
and so I could get more knowledge and get more seasoning in what the whole movement was and, and the message was. But since my why was strong, it was hard for me to deviate. At the same time, um, I was dealing with a lot of uh, people not understanding my lifestyle, losing friends. It's, I dealt with a lot of those things. But again, during that process, I was meeting new people, making new friends, and everything started to make sense to me. So how do I, how do I win? How do I, the whole sports thing start happening? Like, like I mentioned earlier, I always was being active. I always been into sport. I love that aspect of it, of life. So it wasn't very difficult. I, I, wa- I wanted to find, I already know I have a passion for the lifestyle, but I needed to find a way of how do I stay active and how do I come, try to become um, sport and use a sport in some way or somehow. So I remember one time, guys, that I went to a, I went to a gym here locally, and I, uh, I had a magazine of, uh, uh, I guess, like a, some, some kind of bodybuilder, right, on the magazine. And I went to this, I went to this um, gym, and I asked the guy, he said, hey, man, you know, I want to I wanna work out, and I want to look like this guy, you know, I want to look fit, and all this kind of stuff. And he was like, oh, yeah, sure, yeah, you come to my gym, and, you know, I'll train you, you know. We'll do this. We'll have a teacher with this regimen. All that. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. And they asked him, you know, but there's a caveat, though. I'm vegan. He was like, oh, no, no, no way. That's not going to be even possible. I'm like, what do you mean it's not possible? And it was like, no, no, that's not going to happen. Like, no, you can't do it. You can't build muscle if you don't eat meat. And there's no way. There has has to be a way. So at that point, I realized that a lot of people just did not know. So for me, it was disappointing because if you're an actual true trainer, you should not say you can't. You should say, I don't know how, but I want to find out the way. Just in case you don't know, you just don't tell people it's not possible just because you don't know. And it was possible. It's been possible. So what I decided to do was, okay, let me find vegan athletes because I guess I can't talk to somebody that doesn't know about the topic. Let me focus on somebody that knows about talking. So I started finding vegan athletes and I started having conversations with them about it. And that's how everything kind of kind of started so i have becoming a better athlete isn't just about your workout routine nutrition also plays a crucial role a hopeful plant-based diet is not only key to optimal health it's also optimal for sport diet health eating enhances exercise at all level so with being that said my whole journey of us training started that year about 20 2012 i just started lifting weights and just working out and the funny thing is, like, if I even tell you guys that earlier on my, when I went vegan back in 2002, and that year, I actually thought about starting working out because I had a very bad injury while playing uh, one sport. And at that point, my whole kind of life of playing sport kind of fell off. So since I didn't have any other option, I started finding a passion for kind of lifting weight and being healthy and whatnot. So, but I didn't decide to do it because I hear all this comment all this negative comment from society and from friends and kind of change my decision. So if I could give you guys another advice is that don't, don't let outside world determine your future. You always have to follow your dream. It sounds cliche, but it's actually true. So I, um, I started in 2012, 2013, started lifting weight, started working out. And, and I was like, I was determined. Like I told you guys that I'm very determined that I wanted to use my body as an activist. I wanted to prove people that you can be strong, strong, successful in all high level by having a plant-based diet. Because at that point, people have this preconception that vegans are weak, are scrawny. You know, they you know they just hippies. So they're doing all kind of things. So I wanted to kind of prove a point that that's not true. That we you know we we I guess we are average people. Um, and we do, we can do the same thing that everybody else can do. And I wanted to prove that point. So I put myself a goal that I wanted to just you know, take this thing whole training thing and go with it. I don't know how far I was going to get, but I was just going to roll with it. And what happened was, um, during that year, 2013, 2012, I started doing a lot of travel and visiting a lot of vegan festivals in different parts of the U S and I was meeting all kinds of vegans, right? Well, and they all keep saying, man, you know, you should compete, you should compete, you should compete. So I'm like, I wasn't even thinking about competing. What I mean compete is like bodybuilding competition. I'm like, I wasn't even thinking about competing. My whole goal was just to prove that you can be strong and healthy, like be vegan. That's all my whole goal was. But anyway, so I get getting that feedback so many times. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do it. 
So again, I'm determined. So um, <laughs> and I and I go for things, right? So I take I take risks. So I took it. And in 2014, I did my first show. I did my first show when I was um, my first show in 2014. And in that year, um, my first show in 2014, I played four. I played four. Four. In my first ever show as a as a amateur uh, bodybuilder. And I was devastated. It, I was I was crushed. I was I was sad. I was mad. I was like, I worked so hard and I didn't win. Look how come? You know, that's that whole life was right. So I was devastated. So you can you can take that energy and you can do two things with that energy. You can cry all day about it and don't go anywhere, or you can turn that energy and turn it into a positive energy, right? And then continue working harder. You wasn't ready, it wasn't my time. So I wasn't. So I kept training. Uh, I, I good thing for me is during that time, that competition, I had quite a few other athletes that were there and vegan as well, and they all reached out to me and they gave me words of encouragement, which was very valuable. And one guy told me, Robert Chi, which is a good friend of mine, is like a veteran in the whole bodybuilding world for vegans. He's been vegan way more longer than I, and he's been bodybuilding for about ten years. He's retired now. He told me that he's his first show. He never, he didn't even place. Uh, he told me that just to keep working hard and eventually I'll, I'll get to my goal. And I never understood that at the beginning, but eventually I was like, you know what? I'm going to continue doing it because my, my why is a lot stronger than that. Because I'm proving a point. I'm proving people that, hey, you can still be big and you can still be strong. You can still do all these things. And people are starting to notice it. Because before that, before the whole bodybuilding thing, I used to just, you know, be outside with a rally, you know, stop eating animals, stop eating animals. And nobody was listening to me. They, they used to try to find me as a hippie, crazy guy, get out of here, we don't want to hear you. You know, you, you're messing with the environment, you're messing with, like, eh, whatever. Nobody wanted to listen to me. So I'm not saying that this is the way that everybody has to do it, because I feel like everyone has to, the activism has to be happening in many ways, right? But I'm saying this is what worked for me. So I started doing this, and I started getting more eyes. Like, okay, wait a minute, this guy's doing this, and he can look like this and do these things. Okay, now if this is the way that I have to reel you in to be vegan, then okay, I guess we'll, we'll do it. But at the end of the day, for me, it was kind of like, how can I continue promoting this lifestyle in so many ways and I help people in so many ways that they understand that you can definitely benefit yourself in so many aspects of your life. So I started doing that, and. Just to continue with um, what happened after that, my first show was in 2014. Then I do my second show. I decided I was going to do a show every other year. So 2016 uh, was my next show. I played, I played second. So I went from fourth place to second place. So I said, okay, well, we're moving up, right? So then in 2018 would have been my third show. But I did not compete in 2018. I competed in 2019. And I played first place. So I placed first place in my first ever show, my first uh, third show. And then on my third show, I became a pro bodybuilder on that same show. So consistency show that if you keep pushing yourself, you're consistent. Anything you do, you eventually want to reach to your goal. So I, I won my, my sh- third show, uh, and then I became what we call a pro bodybuilder. Now what it means, a pro bodybuilder means that now when I do professional shows, now I get um, rewarded when, when I win, you get paid like cash or money or whatever the case is, right? So that's when you become a pro. So that's like another level. So I won my pro card, and then I was like, all right, so once you won your pro card, you have to automatically do uh, a show uh, once you won your, your pro card. And I did, I did the following year, which is when it was 2019, it was 2020. Um, it was last year. We all know what happened last year. I did, I did my first show. Um, that was uh, October 17th. I competed in San Antonio, Texas. And I did my first show as a professional, and I did not win that show. So I didn't even place. So, um, but again, it was my first show. Um, and it's always like I always tell, this is a consistency is going to take me there. That doesn't mean that I'm not going to win. It just wasn't my time yet, right? So that was my whole journey when it comes to the whole fitness things, right? I competed it. I trained. I tried to build um, build as much muscle as possible. The one thing I'm going to tell you guys is that for me particularly, I a lot of people will come uh, when they start training and building muscle. They bring that lifestyle from their conventional diet, right? 
and then they like they say they bring their muscle they build their muscle with chicken and then come to to vegan in my case that's not the case everything i've done is all broccoli tofu and rice i build my muscle being vegan so for me it's a completely different game because i'm actually proving that you can actually do it while being vegan because i went vegan for the animal i went vegan to to be healthy and look good um, vice versa so it, it's it's for me, it was it was a that different transition. So that's one one good reason that I always have to advocate that. Hey, in my case, I had a different view. Nothing nothing wrong with whoever took a different plan. I'm glad it's just on this side. I'm just saying that for me, it was that that, that way that I transitioned. So there's a few benefits of being a plant based athlete. Um, you got more energy, strength, endurance, performance, mental health, and recovery. This particularly, I hear a lot of athletes, especially friends of mine, that mention or talk about how how they feel, all the different things, all the benefits that they get once they switch their, their diet to a whole food or a plant-based diet. However, for me, I always feel this way because I've already been vegan, right? So for me, it was just basically just tweak a little bit of my diet and make, make sure I eat it the night, right nutrients, right? So, so that was a benefit. As far as that, this also benefits just be, aside from just being uh, an athlete, there's some other benefits of plant-based diet, you know, it helps Prevents, treat, in some cases, reverse um, some of the leading causes of uh, diseases. So we have like diabetes, high blood pressure. Um, we got also heart problem. So we are, there's a lot of studies out there that talks about how the benefit of a plant-based diet from a different perspective. And there's about 10 leading causes of that. Um, and six of them are about, six of them are food related to food. And most of them are related to, to the way people be eating those days, especially a high-protein diet. And it's, I mean, we have studies that tell you that if you have a plant-based, plant-based diet, you can definitely benefit yourself or your health. That's, in that sense, it's anti-inflammatory. So a lot of the athletes um, complain about inflammation all the time. They feel bloated and all the kind of things. Um, if you eat a healthful plant-based diet, definitely you're going to feel more lighter. Reduce the body weight. I mean... It's hard to be to gain, gain excess amount of weight by being vegan. Now, if you eat a lot of junk food, yeah, of course, yeah, we're talking about junk food. Like you eat Oreos and pizza all day, of course, it's definitely going to affect your um, your health and as far as gaining weight also. And we all know it's good for the environment, and it's low in saturated fat, food, and cholesterol, and it's rich in fiber, vitamins, minerals, and antioxidants. So that's some of the benefits of having a plant-based uh, diet, and that's outside. Um, we're talking about the athlete standpoint. We're just talking about health, health standpoint. So building muscle on plants, how, how is that even possible? So there's, there's basically three ways that you can build muscle, right? One is genetics. I mean, you can't control that. Um, steroids, I mean, you could control that, which is not good for you. And then you just weight, weightlifting. So if you follow... If you follow, you have good genetics and you lift weights, you're definitely going to develop muscle mass. So everybody can develop muscle mass. There's really, truly no hard science that says that eating more protein, animal protein specifically, is like it's going to build you strong muscle. So if you, if you continue training, um, if you exercise regularly, and you follow a, a, good, a good diet, you rest, drink, and do all these things, you're definitely going to see some progress naturally. So that's how I did. I mean, again, if we look at my journey, 2014 to 2020, uh, when I actually, 2019, when I actually won, it was a consistency of training, eating, uh, doing all the different things. I had different coaches during that process that allowed me to, to kind of maximize so, or understand how, how to train, how to, gain, how, how to get the best quality food and the best quality training so I can maximize my body. And it's what allows me to, to, to gain, gain strength and gain muscle. So it, it's, there's no hard science that talks about that animal protein is the key to success. So you can accomplish those things from a plant-based diet. I, I proved it, and some other athletes have proved it as well. You say as a, as a human being, women need about 30 grams of protein, men need about... 40 grams of protein, and I don't know if y'all know, but broccoli has more protein than beef. So, 
what is it that you eat, Roger? I mean, it's nothing different. I get this question out a lot. And basically, what I eat is leafy green, vegetable, fruit, nuts, seed. I mean, that's it. I mean, there's no nothing different. My, my, my meals, my food is not much different to, let's say, you know, arroz. You know, I mean, of course, I don't eat the chicken, but you have rice, beans, uh, plantain, platano maduro. I mean, my, my, my food is so simple. I keep it simple. I don't try to make it so complicated. I mean, I like to be in and out of the kitchen. I don't like to spend a lot of time. I don't like to make things so fancy. But the most, the most simple the food is, for me, is when I get the most nutrient. The less processed food you stay away from is when you can actually focus on getting, getting the riches and maximize your food. Sweet potato, potato, I mean, any of this, any of these legumes and, and roots, all these things are going to benefit you because, like I say again, I try to keep it simple. I try to eat as much as I can. I personally eat what we call intuitive eating. Which intuitive eating means, for those that are not aware with that term, is that you, you eat when you feel hungry. Uh, just, just, don't, just don't overeat. Just If you're hungry, you eat. If you're not hungry, then you don't eat. So I know a lot of people just eat because they're just like, oh, if food is there, I'm bored. I'm bored at the house, bored at the house. So they just go eat, right? But if you, uh, if you, if you follow up doing eating, just eat when you're hungry. It actually allows you to, to, to body, to digest the food better, to feel more clear. So the things you need to do. So I just focus on that. And that's actually what's out very for me. For me. I, uh, again, during my during my transition or during my periods of being vegan, I went to a lot of phases. And now I'm more of a, I'm of a 90, 90%, 10% whole food. Uh, I still live a small gap there where I eat some processed food, but eventually I would like to focus more on eating the healthiest food possible so I can maximize my, my body. If you ask me how much protein do I take, I don't even count because if you look at, if you look at the majority of the food, Whole food plant-based diet is rich, is nutrient-dense, so you have a lot of nutrients. So what that means is, like, you're going to find a lot of nutrients in different food as long as you continue eating the combination of leafy green vegetable, fruit, legumes, grain, nuts, and seeds. So vitamin, you're going to find them there. Uh, minerals, all your micronutrients, and micronutrients, you're going to find in all of them. those foods. Just, the only thing you got to do, you got to have a combination of all those foods. During the day, of course. Uh, so if you continue eating this all this food, then you should not be lack of nutrients. So that's one thing that I uh, get asked a lot. You say a plant-based diet with a variety of whole food will naturally contain enough protein. Banana have protein, maybe like one gram, but it does have protein. What I'm saying is like, if you need, I don't know, what's your amount? You need 30 grams, then you can eat 30 bananas, so you can just split it out in different food. What I'm saying is that you'll get all those nutrients as long as you continue eating this variety of healthy food. Okay, so I'm not the only vegan athlete. There's tons of vegan athletes. There's some of my friends, as you all can see. All of them look good, strong. They build muscle on plant base. Nima Delgado, this guy right here, never eating meat in his whole life. This guy right here. Um, she... Vegetarian since birth. Also, this guy too, vegetarian from since birth, uh, vegan now, or has been vegan, vegetarian from birth. This guy right here, never in his life have meat in his life too. It's like it's like tons of amazing vegan athlete. She's amazing athlete too, super strong, and just as like Daniel. So all these are vegan athletes. They're thriving in the vegan diet. They're doing great things for the community, for the environment, for the planet, and they're doing absolutely amazing. If I to leave you guys with uh, one recommendation of as far as building muscle, uh, of a lot of fitness, veganism is one, like I stated, consistency. Building muscle, being strong, or working out, and any fitness goal that you have, I don't care if you're talking about uh, cycling, um, I don't, if you're talking about being um, in jiu-jitsu, whatever is your discipline that you watch, it necessarily has to be bodybuilding or fitness or any of those things that we're talking about. No, I don't care what you do. You have to be consistent. You have to put the work. You have to go in it, day out, in day, day out, to be able to get good at it, to be able to perfect in this craft, to be able to um, develop at a certain level, right? You have to have that passion. So you have to eat nutrient-dense food, a.k.a. a whole food plant-based, high-complex. I know a lot of people 
scale cars. Car cars have this big rep all right out there. But if you look at this chart that I have down here, okay, this is complex car, right? Sweet potato, wheat bread, carrots, leafy green. This is car, simple, simplest car. Okay, so you want to stay away from this, and then you want to eat more of this, right? That's what exactly what it is. I mean, you got you got white bread, pasta, you got cookies, and all this stuff. Yeah, of course, if you start eating those things, of course, you're not going to have a healthier diet. We all know that. So what we want to do is we want to stay on the on the right side where you can you can eat the quality of the food and you're going to maximize and give you the best health. So that's my second recommendation. And then you have my third recommendation, and not necessarily is the same order of, of potency or value. You can you can use it as, as you as you want. But then I have rest, recovery, and I got water. A lot of people don't rest, but um, when it comes to when it comes to training, especially with weights, for me the key is rest. And uh, I used to work out six, seven days a week. And um, now I work five days a week because a lot of people might be a lot, but five days a week because I take two days just to rest my body. And I have found the most, uh, I feel the best uh, in that sense. I mean, each one might have a different different way of approaching it, addressing it. But for me, having more rest, uh, it allow my body to kind of feel better when I go I target my whole week. My whole week, but when I go train, I train intensity. Intensity, I train hard. And since I try to build, what I focus more is in what we call progressive overload, which is which is um, train harder every every week. So that's another advice that you want to try to build muscle. And I got the fourth one. I got the right mindset. What I mean with mindset is it goes back to what I initiated talking about having that strong why, and then your mind has to be clear. To what is it that you want to do? Is you want to be? Um, you just want to ride bikes because you love it, and then you like the clarity and you enjoy it. You have the right mind, so you know every day or whenever you got where you are going to be riding your bike or doing whatever is that discipline that you want to do. You just go out and enjoy your day and, and do the best of it. So you have that right mindset. Like when I go train, my mindset is like I don't I don't think about anything else. So I just go straight to what I want to do, and I focus. And I get it hard, come out of it, and then I enjoy my day for the rest of the day. So I had to always have the right mindset. So the last word that I want to leave you guys to is Dr. Letterman. He said, there's, just, there's so much excess protein that we don't need to do anything differently when we lift weight. Other than eat more of the same whole foods when we are hungry. That's exactly what I was telling you guys. You don't, it's not very that complicated. You just lift, rest, do it again, repeat, and you eventually want to find the result. If things are not moving the way it's supposed to move, then I advise that you make small changes. But now it could be that you're not eating enough, or it could be that you're not resting enough, or it could mean you're not having enough water, or it could mean you're not doing the right training. So just make small changes. So don't, don't try to get it too complicated. So that basically concludes my talk, guys. I'm going to leave it open for Q&A if you all have any questions. Hope this information is valuable for you guys. Find a lot of value on it. And... Um, this is all my social media. I mean, you guys, if you ever have, have a question, you can look me up. I'm on all social media. I'm on Instagram. I'm mean, even in TikTok. I mean, I'll do dances though. <laughs> so I, I mean, find me on any all social media. You can you can follow me and ask me questions. Anything you guys related to veganism. I, this is my passion. I love doing it. And um, yeah, I'm here for you guys. So if you have any questions related to veganism, if you have any questions related to training. I'll try to answer as many questions as possible. Thank you so much, guys. Okay, Juan, that's a good question. And I, I thought about ask, talking about supplement, but I, the reason why I didn't want to talk about it is because I feel like when you talk about supplement, people just focus on the supplement and they don't focus on the core. So the word supplement means supplement. So it's just supplementing. So it will never take away um, the hard work that you put your dedication when it comes to working out. So to answer your question, I don't take supplement. However, that doesn't mean I have not taken it before. What does that mean with that is like, um, I, like I said, I was a trial and error. So I, when I started my journey, I took all the supplements that I, well, not all supplements, but I would used to take like pre-workout and creatine, of course, and creatine was the supplement that I took. And, um, 
And that's pretty much it. And, oh, and pro, I guess protein shake will count that as also. And so, like anyone, you know, when you start, you don't know what you're doing, so you're taking supplement. But uh, I really did not see that much uh, difference when it comes to when I was taking supplements, I, was, I wasn't taking it. So I only was taking the supplements when I was prepping for a show. So if I'm not prepping for a competition, then I don't see the need to take it. So I took it during that time that I was prepping for a competition, then I faded out the supplement, and I started just doing it, just naturally eating all the food, and I needed it. So at this precise moment, I do not, I don't take no supplement. And, and so, yeah, because I focus on that and just eating the food that I needed it so I can have the most uh, quality of, of life. So hopefully that helped. Okay. But let me, let me say one more thing. I'm not against supplementation. So if I'm not against, I'm not anti-supplement. So I'm just saying that me personally, that's a decision that I decided to make. So if somebody, someone takes supplement, creatine is a good one. I, I, that's fine. I'm, I'm good with creatine and some protein shakes or anything of those things. That's fine. Um, honestly, I know a lot of people take take um, pre-workout. For me, the best pre-workout is just, I, I just take a nap and then I just go work out. It's the, it's the, best, the best pre-workout that I need. Post-workout, I just have a nice meal. I love dates. Dates is my friend. So, like, for example, after a workout, I do myself a smoothie, for example, right? I take a smoothie, and I, my smoothie could be, like, spinach, uh, some nut meal. Uh, I put dates on it, uh, peanut butter, uh, hemp seed. And man, that's a, really, that's a bomb right there, and I just drink that, and I'm good to go. Or I just sometimes do, I have these snacks that I love doing, which is I take dates, and I put, I, I dip it in peanut butter. Oof, I'm hungry right now. So I do that kind of thing, and then I don't, I, I don't need to take any like post-work kind, any of all this stuff. Let's get expensive after a while. So that's that's my take on that. I saw another question. Let me see if I can get it. Um, do you, what do you do when you travel as a vegan and trying to find food to eat? Oh, I love this question. Like I know it's hard to travel and find plant-based food in some places, and some might find it hard. Like I know it's hard to travel. Okay, all right. So the question was. Um, I don't know if y'all read it. So what do I do when I travel and find food as a vegan? <laughs> well, it it depends on where you go, but this is what I do. I never So I never put myself in a situation where I struggle. Why? Because I'm prepared. What do I mean with that? So, for example, every single day, believe it or not, I meal prep. Every single day. What does that mean? I go to my kitchen, I put a couple of food together, I put it in my couple of Tupperware, so whatever is my preferred recipiente um, de um, comida, whatever the case is, I just put it together and I carry my food with me. Literally, guys, I have a lunchbox that I carry with me with food. And then now, the reason why I do it is because, one, as an athlete, I have a staple, I have a staple of food that I have to eat, so I have to eat that amount of food. So I could eat out every day if I wanted to, but I, I don't know how they're cooking that food. I don't know if the places that I go have vegan options and so on and so forth. So what I do is I start disciplining with my food and I carry my food with me. And when I go to a place that has vegan food, to me it's like a big treat. Like, oh my God, I found a vegan restaurant. Let me check it out. So I enjoy that food more because now I know that that food um, um, it's like a treat for me. At the same time, I focus more on, since I know what I'm cooking, see, I know I cook with no, no oil, and, and my food is, it, it got all the nutrients that I need. I, I don't I don't focus too much in, in, in eating outside. However, to us, to go back to your question, what a few things you can do. There's an app called um, Happy Cow. You can download that app, and uh, you can just plug in like wherever it is, let's say, no matter what part of the world you're going, you can just plug in the uh, vegan restaurants, and that this app is going to give you a name of all the different restaurants in that area that are vegan friendly, or are vegan, or vegetarian friendly, or whatever. So it's going to give you a list of places. So you can do you you can do your research prior to going to whatever it is that you're going. That can apply for places, cities, so on and so forth. Okay, that's one recommendation. Two, take food with you, take snacks with you, eat before you leave. So these are my little things that I suggest you doing when you go to places that you might not might not find any vegan food. However, a lot of a lot of grocery stores 
uh, even in Panama, because I've been there, I've been there lately, and I have found food. However, people don't know it is vegan because it's not advertised as vegan. So you just gotta make sure that when you go out, um, see any of the local um, grocery store has um, food that you can find and you can prep uh, in your case. So I do make my own food. I take food with me, or I do also focus on finding places that offer food. I know some quite quite a few restaurants around there. Or just ask. You can go 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 to a um, let's say a Facebook group or Instagram group, and then ask somebody local, especially if they're vegan, if they know anyone in that area that sells food, so you can get food as well. So there's small little things that you can do to kind of kind of not struggle. But hey, man, just take food with you. Just take snacks with you. That always help. That you can never go wrong with that. Sometimes when I go, sometimes when I talk about a lot of this in my program. Um, about how the social aspect of, of, of veganism when you go places. Sometimes when you go to like, um, let's say you go to a party uh, and like, they might not cater to you. What do I do is I take my, I, t- I actually cook food and I take it to the party. So and it, it, what do I end up doing with that is like people be like, oh, this is delicious. I didn't even know this was vegan. So people get like this wild effect because they have no idea that what I made was in food. But And I try to make food that are more, how do I explain that? They are more friendly, like like macaroni and cheese, for example. I'm not going to take like a bowl of quinoa and be like, hey, here's my vegan meal. You know, because people be like, what? You know, you try to, you just try to make stuff that are more like, like friendly, like, pe- like people can, can relate to. You don't want to, you don't want to, you don't want to give them vegan and like give them kale right away, right? You want to give them like something that they can like, oh, okay, well, something they get familiar with because veganism already have a bad rep. So I hope that answered that question. <laughs> Jordan. You said you feel better with your training when you take two days off and reset week compared to just one day. Uh-huh. Uh, are those two consecutive days for extended recovery time or are the two days based out to the other way? Oh, that's a good question, Laura. Uh, I take two days, two days straight. Uh, but if you do it, in, if you do it in between, it's okay too. Cause I, I used to do it that way. Also, I used to do like, Three days, then take a day off, then do next day, and then work out and then another day. It, it's fine. It, it's fine. However, you want to do it. I don't think it. I don't think it make much difference. Uh, for me, it's just um, for me. I just doing it because it's more convenient. Especially because now the gym that I'm working, uh, the schedules on the weekend is horrible. So it kind of affects my uh, my whole thing. So for me, it's better in that sense. So I don't. I don't think it makes more difference if you do it uh, in between or you do it consecutively. So uh, as long as you take the two, right? Those two days. I mean, you can take one day if you wanted to, but I, I decided to take two days now. What do you think about plant-based food that imitates animal products, social beings? <laughs> hey, Carmen. What do I think about that? Nothing. I think it, I think it's fine because first of all, when they say imitate, I really I never like to use that those terms because I feel like I feel like why why is imitation? It's just food. It's just food. We just we just call. Uh, we just have. It's just a vegan presentation of the food, or is that plant-based presentation of the food? I don't. I don't see anything negative when it comes to when it comes to that. I feel like it's a good way to transition people. I think it's a good way of giving people alternative and, and and not make them feel like they're missing out. Because the biggest thing is like people say, "Oh man, that diet is difficult. I'm missing out on this. So why can't I eat this?" So they feel restricted. And I don't know if I never felt restricted. At the contrary, like I feel like I feel like I have more abundance of food now. I can just be creative. So for that sense, I think this type of food, you know, that the Beyond Burgers and, and, and all the Gardein product, I think it's a good way to help people kind of transition to a, a plant based. And I think it allows them to kind of get familiar with some of the food. I think it's it's, it's a good thing. I, I don't. I don't find it a negative thing because if, if that's what you need to give someone so they can help reduce the animal exploitation, help reduce what we're doing to our planet and have a better health, then yeah, great. And then eventually, you know, they'll, they're going to find that, you know, behaving like a whole food, uh, eventually it's like kind of the way. So I, I, don't, I don't have a problem with that at all. I actually, uh, actually feel that it's good for a lot of companies to kind of focus on that. Uh, a lot of people consider vegan to be expensive. Could you explain why that is and how it can be? Can it be a really cheap, relatively cheaper? Yeah, I, I was talking to my dad the other day about this because he was like, yeah, when I think about vegan, I think it's expensive. 
And I was thinking, like, why would people say that eating vegan is expensive? And I think it's because a lot of people think that you have to buy a lot of organic, um, organic, a lot of food that is, I don't know, um, gluten-free and all these different things and stuff that I put it out there. And uh, with that, I think that that uh, people look at those kind of food and you have to get it like in a specific place. Like I got to go to this specific uh, place to just to find that food. Here in the U.S., a whole food in Panama could be like Rivers Meat or whatever other place, Organica, or whatever other specific place sell this type of food. And and to me is that um, is you focus on eating whole food plant-based, rice, beans, legumes, fruit, that's not expensive. That's not expensive. Now, if you want to buy, you know, this high processed, you know, Gardein and Beyond Meat, that might turn a little bit expensive, but the same way, buying meat is expensive too. So, I don't know. It's more different there. Again, I will focus on eating the basic. You're focusing on eating the basic, and that will turn to become expensive. Going out to eat might be um, a little bit pricey than the rest just because it has not a lot of demand. Um, so that might be, but eating organic, regardless if you eat organic or vegan or non-vegan, it's still going to be a higher price that you're going to pay for food. So I don't see that much different there. So my advice today is like focus on eating the basic, whole food plant-based, and then that shouldn't be expensive for you because you can buy stuff of both. You can buy rice and both. You can buy, you can buy, um, oatmeal from both. And you can, fruits are not very expensive. Well, la Feria Libre, you can buy all those things. So, to me, it's like depending on what you are buying, you will find expenses. You can find a lot of food in the animal kingdom that are expensive too. So I don't know why it's okay for vegans to, you know, have higher prices, but then, you know, the other foods now. So that's my advice with this. If you're focusing on whole food, you, you'll, be, you'll be okay. You won't find it expensive. The other thing that I always to tell people when they tell me that is like, okay, so is you, okay, let's say like literally speaking, whole, uh, veganism is expensive. Or eating vegan is expensive. What is more? What do you value the most? Do you want to save yourself a trip to the doctor, uh, which is going to cost you a lot more money, or you want to put that money up front by buying quality food and living a better life? So you got to choose what's most important to you. Ask me in eighteen eighty years how many times I've gone to the doctor. I don't even remember because I, I I don't I don't recall, and I, I'm saying it because if you continue eating. The food that you're eating is going to affect your health. So for me, I, I'm a proven person. People told me that I was going to die the first first full month of going vegan. The first month, I'm I'm still thriving because you keep it simple. We we eat basic food, whole food. We exercise, we rest, we try to keep all that stuff stress away from us. Simple as that. So what do you value the most? You want to put that money up front and eat healthy quote-unquote, because it will cost you a little bit, or you want to focus on going to a doctor and paying high bills in medical. All right, so let's see. Who are we guys here? Do you think that beginning eating plant-based meat from brands like Beyond Meat is a good start to passion becoming a vegan? Yes, I would say yes. I would say yes because I don't – I think I, I, everybody has a different, a different way to progress in life, right? So, for example, if you're learning how to drive, I can say, hey, here's a car key, hop in the car, go. You're like, oh, I don't know how to drive. And you, you, know, you don't know how to drive. But if you say, okay, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit down with you every day, and we're going to go basic step. I'll just get the clutch out and hit the gas, yada, yada, yada. We're going to go little by little. It's a progress, right? Then you eventually, I don't know, a month from now, be like, okay, you'll feel more confident, be able to, to ride that uh, to be able to ride that car by yourself. I use the same analogy to saying, okay, if eating um, this type of food is a way of getting you off, getting you into beginning, so getting you off like eating meat, for example, fish, dairy, and all those products, then I totally feel like, okay, you should definitely try it because it's going to allow you to kind of transition. It's like a transition period. Just don't stay... 20 years, like, oh, I'm still 20 years eating this, this food because I'm transitioning, I'm saying. But at the same time, it's a way for you to transition. So I, I highly do recommend that you start there, especially if you just 
is veganism from the health is not your main focus. So you should be fine. Do you think, okay, do you take supplements and which ones? Okay, how much do you spend on supplements and blood? I think we already talked about the supplement question, but I'm going to talk a little bit about it more. It's still not clear. Um, Pascal, uh, I have not done a blood test lately, and that's something that I thought about, but I have not done it, so I can't speak about blood tests. And supplements itself, yeah, um, I don't take supplements. I used to take supplements, what I was saying. The supplements for working out uh, are not necessary. They just supplement your workout. I always focus on eating right, training, the training, getting the right sleep. And then, to me, those are more important. Once you master those things, then you can think and start about talking about supplement. Um, I don't take no pre-workout, post-workout. I don't even taste uh, protein shake. However, if I'm training for a show, I might do a protein shake just because of Take. And that's going to change because now I'm learning a lot more about uh, fitness and nutrition that I think that's going to change. But uh, in my last show, which it was last year, I used, uh, I did use powders, uh, especially for the uh, for the amount of food that I needed to eat. But uh, like I said, I'm, I'm learning more into this space. So I'm, I'm definitely going to change a little more of my habit. But for my regular day-to-day, I don't see the need. Uh, I focus on eating food, high-dense, rich food, just eating plant-based. And that, that, that's giving me sufficient energy that I need. I don't take anything else. Any more questions, guys? I think um, we've got to get back to class. So thank you so much, Roger, for taking time out of your busy day and schedule for joining us and for giving us a little bit of inspiration. Um, We've been talking about sustainable food, and we'll continue to do that this week. And it's been really great to have someone that that, that is an athlete that we can all look up to 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 show us that it is possible. So thank you so much. Gracias por escuchar Latino y Vegano. Un show donde se habla todo lo relacionado sobre el veganismo entre la comunidad latina. No olviden suscribirse a este podcast, seguirnos en Instagram, Facebook, YouTube y a visitarnos en latinoyvegano.com.